Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Awesome. Here's where we uh, teach people that love God, save souls, and slay error. This is the holy hour of power. Yep. This program is not right versus left. It is right versus wrong. I call this UFC Catholicism, <laughs> ultimate faithful Catholics, and I'm reporting for duty. Tell you what I'm I'm with you, brother, 110%. I'm reporting for duty. and I want everybody to put their seatbelts on because we're going to have a prophet on. Yeah, Fulton J. Sheen. No, not right. He's been dead for 42 years. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about a prophecy about these times that we're living in that Bishop Sheen foresaw back 70 years ago. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Also, we we're going to do it yesterday. We didn't find time today. How to keep your faith and your sanity in this present darkness we find ourselves in. Critical importance. Jesse wrote an article there that we've got to hit those parts today and much, much more. So put your seatbelts on. I also, Jesse, want to just say good to know file. Uh, this is really unfortunate, but the German bishops are defying the Vatican's move forward with a permanent synodal council. In other words, the Vatican at the last minute said, hey, guys, you're going in the wrong direction. Knock it off. Jesse, here's my problem. You're too late. It's like me or you. If our kids <laughs> were 22 years old and they've been living a decadent life or false you know, idea of what life was about, and you go, hey, son, let me get you straight. They're not going to follow your direction. You got to do it earlier. And so that's why I say to the Holy See, nice try, but you're late to the party. All right, another one. Uh, this is interesting because you have Mexican blood in you, Brother Jess. Mexican got bishops it. respond to data showing increasingly fewer Catholics in their country. And just to let you know, in 1950, it was like 98, 90, uh, yeah, 98.2% of the population was Catholic. And uh, it's gone down 20% uh, it, since, uh, since that time. And in other words, what's happening, the, the Protestant brothers, and we know this, Jesse, we've seen articles on this, they're basically capturing a lot of fallen away Catholics because they're giving them a, a full gospel message in the sense of what the Protestants believe about repenting, and they're not getting it from the local Catholic churches, so they leave. And so that's a concern we have. Uh, also, Jesse, uh, another just quick note. Where is it? I have it here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, and that quick note. I want everybody to watch again the um, Raymond Arroyo's show from last night. Very important. I think everybody should be watching that once a week yeah. uh, because he's got, he's high information and he's telling people the truth about what's going on in the church. Jess, how yeah. about your good to know file? What do you got? For yeah, us? a few things I don't want to mention that uh, the month of March is dedicated to St. Joseph. Uh, so the entire month month falls during the liturgical season of Lent. Uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, purple. That's the liturgical color. It's a symbol of penance, mortification, sorrow, contrite heart. Also, want to invite all you Phoenicians out there, Phoenix, Arizona, next Saturday. There's going to be a Saint Philip's Saint Philip's Neary Comedy Festival from yeah. one to eight p.m. at the Vertuccio Farms. Bring your families. You're going to have Catholic comedians, uh, improv stand-ups, vendors, and fun for the whole family. Also, Tara, I want to say that Bishop Fulton was a prophet. Oh yeah. We're going to be we're going to be talking about him right now, and I'll tell you why he was a prophet. A lot of people don't realize that Bishop Sheen. He predicted the death of Joseph Stalin. Yep. B Bishop Sheen had an episode of his show, Life is Worth Living, and that show was entitled back in, uh, it was, uh, he did that show February 21st, 1953. It was yep. called The Death of Stalin. Right. So in this program, 
Bishop Sheen said, uh, Stalin must one day meet his judgment. Sheen, Sheen trumpeted that statement. Well, guess what? A week after he said that, Stalin must one day meet his judgment. A week after that, Stalin suffered a stroke on March 5th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stalin was dead. Yep. Uh, and uh, the fact is, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying that Bishop Teen called down God's wrath, but he, he sure called it accurately. And uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen, pray for us. Last one, Jesse. A Protestant brother in Calgary, uh, Canada, was arrested for police. For what? Jaywalking? No. For stealing stuff? No. Protesting. Are you ready? at a children's drag queen event at the public library. <laughs> the dude's in jail for that. Is that something that could happen in America? I wouldn't put it past uh, us, yes. There's well, yeah, Terry. I also want to give props to Good. Senator Josh Hawley. Oh, yeah. Is, is that a name, Senator Josh Hawley? In Tennessee? Oh, Terry, this guy defended us. He did. He grilled Merrick Garland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the, who was the chief of the Department of Justice. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, Terry, he grilled <laughs> this guy. Are you anti-Catholic? Do you have... People that are spying on Catholics. Do you go after people that are that are that go to the Latin Mass? That let me tell you, sir. When I saw that, yeah. I, I said, uh, uh, you know, Senator Holly for Pope. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> this guy defended us, Terry, like yeah. a tiger, like yeah. a like a mama bear defends her baby cubs. Oh yeah, no, that's great, Jess. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. All right, brother. Anything else before we get to the gospel of soul food? Uh. No, let's uh, let, do let's it, do it, Terry. You got it. Yeah, I, I want to talk about today's first and second reading. Mm -hmm. Those really struck me today, especially the first reading, the prophet Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 18 and following, uh, chapter 18, verses 21 and following. This, this pertains to us that don't be guilty of the sin of omission. Here's what Ezekiel says. Thus says the Lord God, if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure for the death of the wicked, says the Lord? I do, not, do I not rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil... The same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. He's talking about mortal sin, yeah. eternal death. You say the Lord's, the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel, is it not my way that is unfair or rather are, are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity, that means sin, he committed that he must die. But if the wicked, turning from wick, the wickedness he has committed, does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life. Since he has turned away from all the sins he committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Ezekiel the prophet is basically telling us that all of us are one mortal, one unconfessed, unrepented mortal sin from going to hell. But he's also telling us that we can all have that Saint Dismas moment. At the cross, at the last second, if we turn towards God and and uh, and repent and and change our hearts and turn our back to the world, we can also be saved. This is very serious. Again, I'm going to say it: one mortal sin, one unconfessed, unrepentant mortal sin, yeah. can 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 erase an entire life of virtue, Terry. Well said. You know, Jesse, I I wanted to 
Um, thank you for that commentary. I want to make a statement by Bishop Sheen uh, that he made, He gave in 1948, all of his career, he talked about the worldliness of the world versus Christ. The full scene ahead. Here's what he said in 1948. We're going to talk about an article in 1947, but his whole career as a bishop was preaching Christ and him crucified and also about the uh, evils of communism, Freemasonry, all that. Here's what he said, 1948. Satan will set up a counter-church, will be the ape of the church. It will have all the notes and characteristics of the church, but in reverse, emptied of its divine content. The false prophet will have a religion without a cross. He preached that forever. A religion without a world to come. Yep. A religion to destroy religions. There will be a counterfeit church. Christ's church will be one, and the false prophet will create the other. The false church will be worldly, hmm, ecumenical, mm. and global. Hmm, sounds like our times, Jess. Sounds like the church right now under yes, Pope Francis. Exactly. It will be a loose federation of churches, like the Germans, oh, okay, and religions, forming some type of global association, a world parliament of churches. This is 1948. Now, this is the part that got me. It will be emptied of all divine content. It will be the mystical body of the Antichrist. Jesse, put your seatbelt on. This last statement struck me. The mystical body on earth today will have its Judas Iscariot. And guess where he says, and it will be the false prophet. Check this last statement out, Jess. Satan will recruit him from our bishops. What? He said that in 1948. Jess, this is prophetic. I can't say anything after that. Just it's, a mouth it's, drop. It's, it's uh, stunning, Terry. It's chilling. Yeah. It's sobering. Yeah, it's sobering. Uh, it, it, yeah, it just, and that's why, uh, I, after you said that, I just want to proclaim today's responsorial psalm at Mass, Psalm 130. Do it, do it. We need it, to hear yeah, that. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if you, O Lord, mark iniquities, yeah. who can stand? Oh, boy. Out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Yeah. Lord, hear my voice. Yeah. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. Boy, oh boy, Psalm 31 nails it. Terry, if Jesus if Jesus marked every one of our sins, all of us would be going to hell. Isn't boy, that oh boy, the truth? That's reality, Jeff. Yeah, let's plead his mercy, but I'm so glad that we have the theological clarity of Fulton Sheen, and we still have his writings today. And we're going to have more of that when we come back. Full Sheen ahead here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. This is an incredible article put out by The Register. Did Fulton Sheen prophesy about these times? You know, my answer is absolutely not yes. Absolutely. This man was a prophet. And I still say, Jesse, the reason he's not beatified is because we've got people in the church right now who dislike this man. That's a nice word. Dislike. The St. Gallen Mafia. You got it, partner. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Go for it, Jesse. We're back, the Terry and Jesse show. We're both looking at our iPhone, looking at all the comments. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So did Fulton Sheen prophesy about these times? 
This yeah. article oh has a God. beautiful picture. Yeah. Let me describe what I'm looking at. Oh, it's my favorite. Pope John Paul II is embracing Archbishop Fulton Sheen at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City, October 2nd, 1979. It was a short time after that Fulton Sheen passed away. Yep. <coughs> and he told him, Terry, what are the famous words that he told him? He said, you have written and spoken well of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are a loyal son of the church. I, uh, I knew you had that memorized. Of course I do have it memorized. I mean, it's, yeah. How would you like to have that said to you, Brother Jess? I mean, come oh, on. That's that's what I'm shooting for by the time I drop dead. Yeah, you got it, partner. So did Archbishop Fulton Sheen prophesy about these times? Uh, he certainly did. In a talk 72 years ago, Bishop Fulton Sheen appeared as visionary as prophets of old. Here's what he said back in 1947, quote, we are at the end of Christendom, mm -hmm. close quote. In other words, he's made, he, during this talk, he made, made it clear. He didn't mean we're at the end of Christianity or the church. He said Christendom. What does that mean? Christendom is economic, political, social life, as inspired by Christian principles, yeah. that is ending. We've seen it. We've seen it die. <laughs> Look at the symptoms. He says the breakup of the family, right. divorce, yep. abortion, immorality, general dishonesty. Close quote. Prophetic. Then he was already a visionary and forewarning in January 26, 1947, in a radio broadcast. Here's what he said. Quote. Why is it that so few realize the seriousness of our present crisis? Mm -hmm. And then he gave the answer, quote, partly because men do not want to believe our, their own times are wicked. Amen. Partly because it involves too much self-accusation mm -hmm. and principally because they have no standards outside of themselves by which to measure their times. Only those who live by faith really know what is happening in the world. The great masses without faith are unconscious of the destructive processes going on, close quote. Certainly, it seems a, snap, a snapshot of the usual suspects, the headlines and stories of today. To highlight his point, Bishop Sheen emphasized that the, quote, very day Sodom was destroyed, scripture describes the sun as bright. Belshazzar's realm came to an end in darkness. People saw Noah preparing for the flood 120 years before it came, mm -hmm. but men would not believe. In the midst of seeming prosperity, world unity, the decree to the angels goes forth, but the masses go on their sordid routines. As our Lord said to us, quote, for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking marrying and given in marriage, even till that day in which Noah entered into the ark. And they knew not, not till the flood came and took them all away. So also shall the coming of the son of man be, close quote. Bishop Sheen quoted Matthew 24, verses 38 to 39, that we would enter into like the days of Noah when Jesus would come back. Terry, I think we are in the days of oh, Noah. Oh, there's no question. I'll Jesse, tell you why. Tell us why. I want to hear that because I, I'm sure. Because the... The interpretation yeah. of the of that verse by the Jewish rabbis at the time of Christ and even hundreds of years before the time of Christ, yeah. the Jewish rabbis said that the reason God destroyed the world by a flood in the days of Noah be, is, was because of rampant sodomy. There you go. That's the Jewish exegesis of Genesis chapter 5, 6, and 7. Yep. 
And so when our Lord says that God, God was offended, why? Because, because it says that men were marrying and given in marriage. You ask, you scratch your head and say, so why is God mad? Because guys are getting married. Isn't that why God would want people to do? Well, you go to the Jewish Talmud and the Targums, the interpretation of the Bible by the Jewish rabbis of the Old Testament, they say the marriage that men were entering into, it was it was homosexual marriage. That's, That's what he's talking about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and let's be honest, Jesse, we've actually had 5,000 years of marriage between man and woman that has been very, very stable. And now what's happened in the last, say, 40, 50 years? Now... You know, we've got same-sex marriage as saying it's equal with a marriage between a man and a woman. That offends divine providence. That's not what God designed. And so, Jess, let's be honest. There's a price to pay for this. We are in the days of Noah, Terry. All I can tell is everybody, make sure that your ark is ready and your ark is your house, Amen. <laughs> your domestic church. So the article says she wondered mm -hmm. if, we're, if we're even aware of the signs of the times because basic dogmas of the modern world— were dissolving before our very eyes. Yeah, yeah case in point, Cardinal McElroy, Cardinal Hollerich, oh, all these uh, J Father James Martin. The, the, the list is too long. Yeah, about, arcs, about people who deny the teachings of the church. Oh, yeah. Fulton Sheen says that these men replacing them were the assumptions man has, number one, no other function in life than to produce and acquire wealth. That's the worldly now, view, right, Jesse? That's the worldly view. Number two, the idea man is naturally good and has no need of a God to give him rights yep. or a redeemer to salvage him from guilt because progress is automatic thanks to science, education, and evolution, which will one day make man a kind of God. Yep. And that, that's the whole Darwinian evolution of course. thrust into our public education. And number three, the idea reason isn't for discovering the meaning and goal of life, namely the salvation of the soul, but merely to devise new technical advances to make on this earth a city of man to displace the city of yes, God. Yes, he, he's speaking today, 2023, to us right now. Bishop Sheen, keep going. Terry, yeah, what wow. we have here, what we have, what he's describing is pragmatic atheism. Yes. In other words, it's a lie. We become well. we become so secular. Yeah. And and so worldly. Sure. And and we bought into the poison of moral relativism. He's saying that it's it's it, at his. It, it, when he was saying this in the 70s, that it's firmly taken root in the West. That's what he's saying. Yeah. He says, isn't technology advancing at a dizzying rate? Oh, yeah. Demanding the obedience of so much of the population. Yeah. That's true. Uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, you have, you know, big tech. Uh, you have uh, the, uh, the these uh, micro, it's uh, with Facebook, they're starting uh, what's called virtual reality. You put on these these eyeglasses yeah. and you enter into whatever you want to enter into. So if you're a young guy and you want to enter into a harem of 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 naked Arabian women, you can do that. That's horrible. Through, through through this technology that they've now you can you can create your own reality with these glasses that have been invented. I think it was by Facebook. Yes, yeah, can I just back up? I thought I heard you say that, and Father Chad, that technology. Right now, this technology that you just described is in the devil's hands. Absolutely. You you uh, you have every exorcist that has weighed in on this. Yes. Monsignor Rossetti, yeah. the exorcist from Washington. Right. Uh, Monsignor Sequia, the top exorcist of the Philippines in Manila. Uh, Father Chad Ripperger. 
All of them say mm -hmm. that demons have access to technology. Demons can manipulate technology. Demons can infest technology. That's why I pray a deliverance prayer over my computer here in the in, in the hotel or at home before I do a radio show. Smart. Because I know demons can tamper with my, they don't want me to put out these messages. So the article says, Terry, yeah. Sheen pointed out that the signs of the times revealed were definitely at the end of a non-religious era of civilization, which regarded religion as an addendum to life, a pious extra, a morale builder for the individual, but of no social relevance. Yeah. An ambulance that took care of the wrecks of the social order until science reached a point where there would be no more wrecks, which called on God only as a defender of national ideals or as a silent partner, but had nothing to say about how the business should be run. Uh, this is the part, Jesse, that Bishop Sheen says something at first seems shocking as we look at today, the new era in which we are entering, in which we might be called a religious phase of human history. I, I never thought of that phrase, the uh, religious phase of human history. But he mm. quickly said this didn't mean men will turn to God. Rather, they'll turn from indifference to having a passion for an absolute. The struggle will be for the souls of men— the conflict of the future is between the absolute, who is God, man, the God-man, and the absolute, which is the man-God. Yes, secular humanism, the God... Com communism. So communism, so Freemasonry, God who became man and man who became, who makes himself God, brothers in the Christ and comrades in an Antichrist. It's black and white. Sheen goes on to describe the Antichrist, which we leave for another time. I didn't leave for another time. I read it at the beginning of this broadcast. Yeah. The Antichrist. Continue, Jess. He said about the Antichrist, yeah. Fulton Sheen said, quote, his religion will be brotherhood yep. without the fatherhood of God. That's what we got. He will deceive even the elect, close yep. quote. The saintly bishop brings in communism too, which has its place in what's going on at the time and beyond, and we still see Remember what Our Lady of Fatima said about Russia spreading its errors, Big, communism, yep. if the world didn't heed Our Lady's directives. Wow. And the foresighted Bishop Sheen reminded, he said this, quote, God will not allow unrighteousness to become eternal. Amen. Revolution, disintegration, chaos must be reminders that our thinking has been wrong. Our dreams have been unholy. Moral truth is vindicated by the ruin that, that follows when that has been repudiated. Mm. The chaos of our times is the strongest negative argument that could ever be advanced for Christianity. The disintegration following an abandonment of God thus becomes a triumph of meaning, a reaffirmation of purpose. Adversity is the expression of God's condemnation of evil, the registering of divine judgment. Catastrophe reveals that evil is self-defeating. We cannot turn from God without hurting ourselves. Profound. Keep going. Sheen gave another reason why a crisis must come. He said this, quote, to prevent a false identification of the church and the world, close quote, our Lord wanted his followers to be different from those who were not. I have not taken you out of the world. He quotes John 15, 19. Therefore, the world hates you. Yeah, see, that statement and that reading from John chapter 15, 19 needs to be repeated over and over again to our... Like leaders. every day. Yeah, in our church, because... Our Lord wants his followers to be different from those who are not. This is what's so bad. You look at any uh, uh, report of how Christians view the worldview versus secular humanists, and what's 
There's no difference. So we've been one with the world. And Sheen's saying that can't be. Yeah, Terry. What and what's uh, what's sad is that tell me the world has influenced the church Big in, in, in post six nineteen sixty five. Yeah, post nineteen sixty five, the church has influenced the no, the world has influenced the church more than more yeah. than the church has influenced the world. You got that right, Jesse. It says even in those nineteen forty seven days, Sheen saw quote mediocrity and compromise characterize the lives of many Christians. Many read the same novels as modern pagans. There you go. Educate their children in the same godless way. Listen to the same commentators who have no other standard than judge than judging today by yesterday and tomorrow by today. We'll continue on this, Terry. Yeah, Jesse, this is Archbishop Fulton Sheen's letter. If Whipper just joined us, we're going to a, a National Catholic Register article. Did Fulton Sheen prophesy about this time? And after reading this article, it's yes and yes and yes. We're going to continue uh, looking on the horizon article with this article. We'll be right back Bring it on, Jess. Woohoo! Sheen saw yeah. the mediocrity and compromise that characterizes the lives of many Christians. Yeah. He said it again. Uh, many read the same novels as modern pagans, yeah. educate their children in the same godless ways, yep. listen to the same commentators who have no standard than judging today by yesterday and tomorrow by today. They allow pagan practices such as divorce and remarriage to creep into the family. They're not wanting so-called Catholic labor leaders recommending communists for Congress or Catholic writers who accept presidencies in communist front organizations to instill totalitarian ideas in movies. There's no longer any opposition which is supposed to characterize us. We are influencing the world less and the world influences us. There, There is no apartness. That's a fact. Terry, yep. this is why they, the, the, the U.S. bishops... Uh, didn't canonize them a saint. He spoke out against communists, and many of them are communists. We know that because we were told by Bella Dodd that there was an infiltration. She's, Bella Dodd said that there was four cardinals in 1954 that were communists that had made it all the way up the ranks from, from yeah. priesthood all the way to in the Vatican in 1954. You think there's no communists amongst oh, our yeah. bishops? Yeah, you're dreaming. Yeah. Bishop Sheen quoted St. Paul in this very idea, telling the Corinthians, quote, what innocence to what has innocence to do with, with lawlessness? What is there in common between light and darkness? What a harmony between Christ and Belial? That's the devil. Sheen mirrored, perfectly mirrored the 2018-2019 headlines when it comes to people who stand up for the faith, for pro-life, for marriage. Here's what he said. Evil must come to reject us, to despise us, to hate us, to persecute us. And then shall we define our loyalties, affirm our fidelities, and state on whose side we stand. How shall the strong and weak trees be manifested unless the wind blows? Our quantity indeed will decrease, but our quality will increase. Then shall be verified the words of our master, whoever does not gather with me scatters, Matthew 12, 30. Let me, just, let me give you an example of this, what you just read in that paragraph. The Masons in Italy think that uh, this bishop who came out and said you can't be a Catholic and a Mason was wrong. And these Masons felt so strong that Pope Francis would support them that you can be a Mason and a Catholic. 
that gives you the indication of how com- much confusion there is in the Catholic Church that the Masons think and infiltration, and infiltration, because these guys are saying, "No, no, don't you know we're all we're all in the Brotherhood." You, haven't you heard Pope Francis talk? Jesse, yeah, sorry. Gary, the Masons would have never no. said made that statement under any other pope before Absolutely. Pope Francis. Now, looking on the horizon, I just had to say that just because it's an example of what's well, a fact, Terry. It is. It hurts too. Yeah. Already in 1947, yeah, I saw the coming day of the beast when there will be no buying or selling unless men have been signed with the sign of the beast who would devour the child of the mother of mothers. Book of Revelation. The good bishop noted, remember this, gosh, folks, this was 1947, uh, with the family degenerating to, with divorce for every two marriages in 35 major cities like Los Angeles. He said, there's no denying that something has snapped. Anyone who has had anything to do with God is hated today. Jesse, I just gave the story yeah. about a guy. In Can- How about Mark Houck? There you go. That's a good example. He's hated. Why? He's trying to stop the killing of innocent babies. And, 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 the, and, the, and the FBI apparently hates Catholics, Terry. Yeah, well, there's a section of them, that's for sure. Yes, a, 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 a large swath of them. Yeah, and not only in our country. Look, what did I talk about in Calvary up in Canada, where a guy is praying to stop these horrible um, scenes that are going on with um, drag queens reading stories in the libraries, and he's saying, i got to pray to stop that, and he's in jail for that. He should have been given the Citizen of the Year Award, and he's in jail instead. See, and that's how things are turned up that Bishop Sheen is talking about. Now, now, every now and then in history, the devil is given a long rope, for for we must never forget that our Lord said to Judas and his band, this is your hour. Mm. God has his day, but evil has its hour. When the shepherd shall be struck and the sheep dispersed. Jesse, I think that day is now. I agree. We're here, Terry. Continue, please. Yet Sheen is not fearful for the church, but for the world in speaking of the emergence of the Antichrist against Christ. He says, Sheen says, we tremble not that God may be dethroned, but that barbarism may reign. It is not transubstantiation that may perish, but the home. Not the sacraments that may fade away, but the moral law. Amen. The church can have no different words for the weeping woman than those of Christ on the way to Calvary. Weep not over me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Luke 23, 28. Over the centuries, the church has had its Good Fridays. He reminds us, but there's always Easter Sundays because Jesus promised the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And behold, I am with you always, all days, even to the consummation of the world. Matthew 28, 20. Mm. As bleak as things may be, never has there been such a strong argument for the need for the need of Christianity. For men are now discovering that their misery and their woes, their wars and their revolutions increase in direct ratio and proportion to the neglect of Christianity. Evil is self-defeating. Good alone is self-preserving. Prophetic recommendations like prophets of old, Sheen stood firm in, in hope. That's giving practical recommendations as true today as in 1947. First Christians, Bishop Sheen said, quote, must realize that a moment of crisis is not a time of despair. Well said. But of opportunity. Yep. The more we can anticipate the doom, the more we can avoid it. Once we recognize it, recognize we're under divine wrath, we become eligible for divine mercy. I love that. I know, Jesse. This is, you know, this right here is the answer. Continue. It was because of the famine, the prodigal, the prodigal son said, quote, I will arise and, go, and will go to my father. The very disciplines of God create hope. 
That's right. The thief on the right came to God by a crucifixion. Amen. The Christian finds the basis for optimism in the most thoroughgoing pessimism. He's describing us. For his Easter is within three days of Good Friday. Good point, Bishop Sheen. Sheen offered this great hope filled encouragement too. He says, one of the surprises of heaven will be to see how many saints were made in the midst of chaos and war and revolution. Close quote. And he points out that the great multitude standing before the throne of God and identified as, quote, these are the ones who have survived the time of the great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 7, 14. Wow. wow. Just, does this get you excited? I mean, this is good stuff. This is, like, this is like a football coach, Terry, sending us out to, to, exactly. to become wide receivers. <laughs> There's more hope to spur us on. Yeah. Firm in hope. Sheen strongly reminds that after our divine Lord had pictured the catastrophes that would fall upon a morally disordered civilization, he did not say fear, but he said, when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. Amen, amen, Luke amen. 21, 28. Wow. Sheen told all Catholics, Jews, and Protestants that the world is serving your souls with an awful summons. <laughs> the summons to heroic efforts as spiritualization. Sign me up. Catholics ought to stir up their faith, hang a crucifix in their homes yep. to remind them that we have to carry a cross, gather the family together every night to recite the rosary, Amen. that through the corporate prayer, there might be intercession for the world, go to daily mass, that the spirit of love and sacrifice might be sprinkled in our businesses, our social life, and our duties. More heroic souls might undertake the holy hour daily particularly in parishes conscious of the needs of prayer of reparation, as well as petition conducting such devotions in their churches. Wow. Sheena urged all people all to pray. He said, the forces of evil are united. The forces of good are divided. We may not be able to meet in the, the same pew. What to God we did, but we can meet on our knees. What a great line. And yeah, that is. Then, then he says, Sheen added orders for our spiritual and our, our eternal good. He said, those who have faith had better keep in the state of grace. And those who have neither had better find out what they mean. For in the coming age, there will be one way to stop your trembling knees. And that will be to get down on them and pray. The most important problem in the world today is your soul. For that is what the struggle is about. There's one path out of the chaotic conditions the concerned bishop revealed. The only way out of this crisis is spiritual. Amen. Because the trouble is not in the way we keep our books, or like Terry says, the way we part our hair, yeah. but in the way we keep our souls. The time is nearer than you think. He advised us to turn to St. Michael in prayer. We once did with the St. Michael prayer. Bring it after, back. Prayer after every single Mass until the 1960s. Yep. Today, some dioceses are restoring the practice. What, the, what they all did. Were to turn especially to Our Lady, she counseled, then prayed, quote, as thou didst form the word made flesh in thy womb, from, form him in our hearts. Be in our midst as tongues of fire descend upon our cold hearts. And if this, if this be the night, then come, O Lady of the blue of heaven, <laughs> show us once again the light of the world and the heart of a day, close quote. And she will, as at Fatima she said, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. I'm inspired. I'm Mary. inspired, brother. If souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. This is a man for the time of our 
church for right now because he's given us the answer to turn this thing around, and it's all about turning our lives over to Jesus Christ and, and, and teaching the perennial teachings of Christ and knowing that we have an evil age that we're in and that we have to turn from sin and turn to Christ and basically uh, not be one with the world. That's what he's saying, Jesse. And this is not something that the church is heeding enough right now in my take. That's right, Terry. And once again, uh, Bishop Sheen was a prophet in the 20th century. He predicted a week before he said that Stalin was going to drop dead. Incredible. He said that on television, on yep. Life is Worth Living. Yep. And a week after, Stalin dropped dead. Incredible. Bishop Sheen warned us about communism. We are rife with communism now. Bishop Sheen was warning us about sexual immorality, even amongst the clergy. Yep. And here it is, Terry. Everything he said has turned to gold. And you know, Jesse, he was supposed to be beatified a couple years ago. And can you imagine the folks that tried to stop it, where they're at, the, oh. the persuasion is, that Bishop Sheen has nothing to say to the church. Get him out. Well, you know what I'm going to say? Time will say that Bishop Sheen will be beatified. He will be a saint. Not Maybe not in my lifetime, but it's happening. Jesse, when we come back, you've got a great article, How to Keep Your Faith and Your Sanity in This Present Darkness that we find ourselves in. This is very important to listen to. I've got to step out for this last segment. Just take it because this is so important that people hear for hope. This has been a great show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back. By the way, every single day on my website, jesseromero.com, I blog uh, a daily reflection with Archbishop Fulton Sheen. So if you sign up on my website, I'll send you an, a daily email. It goes through Bishop Sheen's daily reflections throughout the year. Today's daily reflection from Fulton Sheen is called Just Come Down from the Cross. Fulton Sheen says, Avoiding the cross is the essence of the demonic. When finally our Lord was on there, Satan had one last chance to be, to be anti-crucial. Through his agents, he challenged the Lord, come down and we will believe. Believe? Sure. In what? The Trinity? Yeah, sure. In the hypostatic union? Yes. That he's the son of God? Yes. That he made Peter the rock of his church? Certainly. That he will send the, the Holy Spirit? Sure. That he will rise from the dead? Sure. Anything, just come down and we will believe. Jesus did not come down. Had he come down, he never could have saved us. It's, it's human to come down. It's divine to hang there. Consider the softness of the church today. The desire to accommodate herself in the world, shrinking away from sacrifice, self-denial. We have today in the Christian world a new dirty word. But it, it doesn't have four letters. The new dirty word has five. C-R-O-S-S. -S, cross. Christ without the cross. Sure, anyone will accept that. Today's reflection from Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Also want to remind you, people that live out there in the Diocese of Phoenix, Arizona, my family out there, brothers and sisters in Christ, St. Philip Neri Comedy Festival next Saturday, March 11th. It's going to be Catholic stand-up comedians, improvs, stand-ups, 
vendors and fun for the whole family. It's going to be at Vertuccio Farms, Vertuccio Farms in Mesa, Arizona. All ages are welcome. Let's make this a Catholic family festival. It's going to be from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. All you have to do is go to catholiccomedy.com, catholiccomedy.com, if you want to sign up. Okay, so how do you keep your faith and your sanity in this present darkness that we find ourselves in? I blogged this uh, a few days ago on, on my website. Here are five things to help you to keep your faith and your sanity in this present darkness we find ourselves in. Number one, focus on your personal walk with the Lord. Focus on your prayer life, your interior life, your sacramental life. They must be strong, stronger than ever, or you are useless to the mystical body of Christ. Here's the second thing that I would recommend. Again, how to keep your faith and your sanity in this present darkness that we find ourselves in. Number two, focus on your domestic church. Who's that? Your spouse, your children, your grandchildren. Continue to inform them, evangelize them, catechize them, encourage them, and pray for them. We must save our families beyond anything else. That's the first order of business. Save my family. Save my domestic church. We see that in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Joshua says, the successor to Moses says, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We also find something similar about patriarchal salvation or meriting grace for your family through the patriarch. In Acts 16.31, the jailer who is about to kill himself because he just witnessed Paul and Silas in jail, they started singing to God and praising God. God performed a miracle as a result of God being praised through song. Uh, through Paul and Silas, who were in jail, God blew all the jail cells door, all the jail cell doors open. That's called redemption. The jail cell door is open. The prisoners are set free. So the Philippian jailer sees all the prisoners walk out of their jail cell. Well, he knew under Roman law, as a Roman soldier, a Roman guard, he was going to suffer the death penalty because all the prisoners had escaped in his watch. And so instead of getting killed, beheaded by and humiliated in front of his own Roman soldiers and the emperor, he said, well, I'm going to kill myself. He has a sword. He's about to thrust it into his body. He looks at Paul and Silas. And now he knows that there's something special about these men because these men had sung to God, the God of the Old Testament, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this God had blown all the jail cell doors open. So this Philippian jailer knew there was something special about this God of the, of the Jews, the Israelites. And so he tells Paul and Silas on his knees with a sword in his hand, he's about to commit Harry Carey. And he says, sir, 
what must I do to be saved? And St. Paul says to the jailer who's about to kill himself with the sword, he says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your family will be saved. Notice, household salvation. How does it come? How does it flow? Through the Father, through the man. Point number three, be an influencer. Everybody has a certain network, certain specific social contacts, a unique family and a unique set, a unique set of friends. Evangelize them, catechize them, inform them, and encourage them in their faith walk. Model a life of virtue and teach them how to vote. Teach them that we're called as Catholics and American citizens to promote the common good, and we're called to build a culture of life. So here's the fourth thing that we should do so we can keep our faith in sanity in this present darkness that we find ourselves in. And I don't think anybody's going to deny that we find ourselves in, 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 this, in, in, in this present darkness. Number four. Don't be discouraged by the enormity of the task that lies ahead of you. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta recognized that her efforts and those of her fellow sisters of charity were, in her own words, quote, our efforts as sisters of charity are a drop in a vast ocean of need, close quote. But notice, Mother, St. Mother Teresa, she never wavered. And her legacy lives on today. And guess what? Her name will echo for all eternity because of what she did. You have Edward Everett Hale, Edward Everett Hale, who passed away in 1909. He was an author, a Protestant minister, an orator, and a statesman. What did he say? He said, quote, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. Close quote. So what does that mean? That means that we're, we as Catholic Christians, followers of Christ, we're called to stay the course. Stay the course. Use your talents for God. Do your best and stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. And at the end of the day, remember, remember God's in control. This is point number five. At the end of the day, God's in control. He's not asleep. This is his world. He loves us. He loves everybody in this planet. This is his Catholic church. And his divine providence is guiding the church through these rough waters for final victory. St. Padre Pio said, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer, close quote. I recall a story told about St. Pope John XXIII, the jolly pope. After he worked an entire day and having done what he could during the working hours of the day, it said that Pope John XXIII, that he ended each day with a simple eight-word prayer. He would say this, quote, it's your church, God, I'm going to bed, close quote. Remember those words of St. John the 23rd. It's your church, God, 
I'm going to bed. Remember that. Don't take all the problems of the church and country on your shoulders. Give them to God. He has bigger shoulders and he will be up all night anyways. You've been listening to the Terry and Jesse show. We are uh, two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. This is common sense Catholicism. You can just call us Captain Common Sense or Captain Obvious. And remember, you know what we should be burning in our hearts? Is the cry of the Cristeros, the battle cry of the Catholics in the Middle Ages, which is Christ conquers, Christ reigns, Christ commands. This is that royal acclamation that Catholics have been proclaiming throughout history which asserts that Christ is the king of kings. And we pull no punches and we call out the world and we tell them Christ conquers, Christ reigns, Christ commands. Or in Latin, Christus vincit, Christus reina, Christus imperat. Hey church, hey family. Remember, we serve the virgin most powerful. She's a 12-star general. Pray the Holy Rosary and read your Bible every day. By doing so, you wound, inflict pain, torment, and drive demons away from you and your family. So let's unite our prayers to the heel of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's unite our prayers to the sword of St. Michael and continue delivering powerful blows to the kingdom of darkness and tear down the gates of hell. What are the gates of hell? Modernism, Marxism, and Masonry. This is our Esther moment. We were born for such a time as this. Wake up, America. Don't hit the snooze button. Global warming alert. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? As football coach, coaches would tell us, make sure that before you die, you leave it all out on the field for Jesus. God bless you. Keep the faith. We'll see you next time.